This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. Welcome back to BetQL Daily, presented by BetMGM. Eddie Gross, Joe Ostrowski, and Aaron Hawksworth here with you. And joining us now is Odyssey MLB insider John Heyman to talk about the MLB trade deadline, which is happening tomorrow at 6 o'clock Eastern time. So, John, the Texas... Get to that in just Working on getting John uh, still. Okay. Cool. Still working on that. So in the meantime, uh, Joe, let's, you know, we talked about Max Scherzer going to the Texas Rangers, how important that is. Uh, we also, you know, mentioned that there should be a lot of other activity uh, between now and the actual deadline. Is there, is there one ball club that you're looking at as far as one team that you know will make a move, maybe a massive one, and now it's time to bet on that right away? Hmm. Uh, you're talking about a team that I think is going to add 100%. Yes. So that, that's how we would do that. Well, let's, let's, why don't we ask John Heyman? Go ahead. Okay. He's here let's now. do that. Uh, joining us now, Odyssey MLB insider, John Heyman. So John, of all the ball clubs who may have been perhaps a, a little bit dormant uh, so far in this trading period, which one can you say with almost certainty will make a massive move between now and tomorrow evening? Well, massive is hard to judge, but I certainly expect the Braves and the Rays, who've been baseballs, you know, arguably their two best teams or best team and third best team or something like that. Uh, you know, the teams that are, you know, going to be in the playoffs are certainly motivated to improve, and the Braves have historically been very good at it. And uh, obviously they added Nicky Lopez, but I think they're going to add some pitching. Um, you know, there, there's going to be a lot of trades. I mean, obviously we're not going to see Otani. We're not going to see – some of the big pieces, Soto, very unlikely. Uh, Hader, uh, very unlikely. Uh, Snell, very unlikely. But I think we'll see a lot of trades and a lot of starting pitching moving. Yeah, John, and what we've seen so far, Scherzer, Giolito, I mean, you mentioned a couple of those, what the Cardinals are doing. It's been all about the pitching. What about the position players? If, it, if it's not Soto, do you see a surprise? Any big-name position players getting, be- getting dealt before tomorrow's deadline? Yeah, I mean, this is a particularly weak market for uh, position players. Uh, Candelario is likely to be dealt somewhere. He is a free agent after the year. Obviously, the Nats are not in the race, and many, many teams, the Angels, uh, Cubs, the Marlins, would fit Candelario. Uh, You know, I mean, Seattle seems to be willing to do different types of things. Would they trade Teoscar Hernandez? I'm not sure. I'm just not seeing much in the way of position players I think the Cardinals will trade Flaherty. Um, you know, they've obviously already traded some pitchers. Um, but, you know, they need to trade uh, from that outfield log jam that they have. They have too many outfielders. So, I mean, Dylan Carlson could get moved. Tyler O'Neill 
Uh, it seems like they want to keep Lars Newtbar, but they have plenty of outfielders that they could trade. So I, I could see them. But in terms of a, a name that you haven't heard, you know, I mean, that's that's going to be hard to predict at this moment. Uh, position player market, one of the weakest that we've ever seen, I think, at this point. With Bellinger off, with Gritchuk now gone, it's just not a lot of names out there. Teams that need catching, uh, who are they going to get? There's nothing out there. I guess Sal Perez, if he gets traded, that would be a, that would be interesting. And name's kind of been out there a little bit. I I think at the right price they consider it, and I think he would consider waving. But uh, that's probably still a long shot. It's been really fun to see what the Orioles, Reds, and Diamondbacks have done this year. And you mentioned starting pitching. All of those teams could use another starting pitcher. Which one do you expect to make a move before the deadline? Well, I mean, the Orioles are really good, and they're probably a World Series contender at this point. So, uh, to me, that's a team that needs a veteran starter right now. You've got Gibson as their leader of that rotation. That's a, you know, the rotation's doing better than we would have thought. They're not too bad, particularly with their excellent position players. But I will say, uh, it, to this point, uh, and they've been successful this way, the Reds, uh, the Diamondbacks, and the Orioles seem to have been protective of their position player prospects. They have great ones. Uh, and, you know, apparently they like them all. So I don't know. The Reds The Reds need to get a, a veteran pitcher. They've got young pitchers coming back. They've got good young pitchers. But they're going to need the innings that they really want to contend and really want to make a be a factor in, in October. Right? The Diamondbacks, I think, are looking at the back end. That's going to be tough. Hater, I can't see him being moved at this point. Bednar, I think, is unlikely. So, uh, you know, I, I'm not sure which direction they go, but there are plenty of starting pitchers out there, and they all should find somebody because, really, I mean, a lot have been traded so far, but there, there are many, many, many to go. Not just Justin Verlander, who's obviously the biggest name out there, but there are a lot of solid-type pitchers, Lorenzen, Eduardo Rodriguez, Flaherty, uh, still to go. As of 10.30 in the morning Eastern time on a Monday, where do you feel like Justin Verlander is going? <laughs> well, that's, that's an interesting one. I, I mean, I think Houston would like him back, but they don't have a prospect in the top 100. They, the Mets did get a top 100 prospect for Scherzer, who has not pitched as well as Verlander. So uh, might be a tough fit there with Houston. Houston also wanted to bring him back, but on a one-year deal. Now he's got that extra year. So, you know, obviously Steve Cohen is willing to pay the contract down. So uh, I would say ultimately the money probably won't be the issue. They need to find a team that's willing to trade a young prospect who's got great potential, probably a top 100 guy. So maybe one of those teams that you mentioned, the Baltimore, Arizona, or Cincinnati, could possibly do it. Um, I could see it. You never know with this situation. If Cohn's willing to pay it way down, why couldn't one of those smaller market teams actually come up with Verlander? Certainly possible. John, let's talk about the Cubs. Uh, they go on a tear to start the second half. The winning streak finally ends yesterday. They're three and a half out of the wild card, four games back in the division and we find out over the weekend that uh, the guy that was on the trading block, Cody Bellinger, he isn't going anywhere. They're going to keep him for the rest of the season. Uh, Stroman, we're not sure about. There was an assumption that he was going to be dealt, and what do you know, he pitches tonight. How do you think the Cubs handle this deadline? 
Yeah, I think there's small buyers. I think they were sellers up until four or five days ago. Then they were kind of waiting to see, and they kept winning uh, up until the last game. And uh, I would say, you know, they're certainly got the best run differential in their division. They could win that division. Uh, but I doubt they going big with trading big-time prospects when they're still outside of the playoff picture. So I think they're small buyers. Um, you know, I don't believe they're trading Ballinger. I think that's correct. Uh, Stroman, I, you know, I'm still not going to guarantee that. He hasn't been as good lately. He is a free agent, very outspoken guy. Uh, you know, they have pitched him. Uh, I, wouldn't be, I wouldn't be stunned at this point if they did consider trading Stroman. I'm not saying it's likely at this point because I, I do think they're more buyer than seller at this point. But they're in the middle. You know, they're one of those teams in the middle, difficult to predict. John, the Dodgers have made some small moves, but some say a big, splashy move could be next. What are you expecting? Yeah, I wouldn't be shocked. I mean, obviously, we know that they were the second team in on Verlander after the Mets, so they obviously like him. He's very hot. Um, You know, there's still pitching questions. I think they're hoping for Walker Bueller to come back. I think the reports lately on Kershaw are good, but obviously the pitching has not been great. They're in first place, but it's all about the hitting at this point. Uh, to me, the bullpen is their biggest question, though. And, uh, you know, that's going to be difficult to fill. Um, and while Verlander's great, he's really a five- or six-inning pitcher now, so that doesn't really help the bullpen out that much. Um, you know, I would say that they have a shot if they're willing to give up some of their prospects. They have enough prospect capital to do it. But, like I said, not going to be surprised if it's one of those smaller market teams because forget the salary. Steve Cohn's willing to pay a lot of it down, right? So, It's not going to be about the money. It's going to be about who's got the prospects uh, to get Verlander. It's been interesting and perhaps even a challenge to explain to the the casual baseball fan why the Padres uh, don't seem to be selling off parts, even though I'm looking at a fan graphs uh, projection as far as to make the playoffs in the postseason for San Diego roughly about 40%, about 4% to win the World Series uh, for the Padres. At the same time, they've got a long way to go as far as possibly making a wild card spot uh, and even farther uh, path as far as potentially knocking off the Dodgers to win the division. But what is it about the Padres and why they want to hang out, hang on to all of their parts right now? When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Well, a few things. They're $270 million in, depending on how you figure their payroll. They've basically sold out for the season, uh, so they don't want to disappoint the fans. And their run differential is like a plus 63 at this point. So they have reason to think that they're a lot better than their record, and they will play better. I believe they're 0-8 or 0-9 in uh, extra inning games. I believe they're 6-18 and and something like that in one-run games. And they just swept the Rangers, who are as aggressive as anyone here at buying, so I think they have reason to believe that they can hang in there and try to make a run. Is it going to be easy? No, because there's a bunch of teams that they're about five games behind right now. Uh, the Giants, uh, the Diamondbacks, uh, the Brewers, the Reds, uh, the, the 
the Marlins and the Phillies. Now, one of those teams in the Central is going to win it, but that's still a lot of wild card teams that they've got to chase and beat. But, you know, if you're them and you've got five superstars on the team and a positive run differential better than any of those teams, their their run differential is better than anybody except the Dodgers and the Braves in the National League. And you know what their DNA is. It's to go for it. So, I mean, I think they were listening on Hader and Snell. Uh, but I, I think that's going to end now because, uh, to me, they, they, they're they going to be buyers, I think, for, for bullpen. What's going to happen with Eduardo Rodriguez? Well, he's going to get traded. A really good pitcher, ERA under three. Um, got a little bit of complication with that opt-out and then three years to go. So, it's better to have someone who's a rental. So that's that's actually worse than a rental in terms of the contractual situation. But very good pitcher. I mean, I think the Braves are going to be interested. But there's about eight or nine teams still looking at pitching, whether that be the Diamondbacks, the Reds, the Orioles, uh, who we believe, I believe he started with the Orioles, um, maybe the Red Sox, um, Giants, uh, the, the Dodgers. There, there are about eight or nine teams that could come up with Eduardo Rodriguez. I, I do expect that the Detroit to move their two big pieces, which would be him and Lorenzen, who is a rental a free agent. I mean, Scubo also a potential possibility. And then out of the bullpen, they've got Shreve and some other guys who could move as well. What about the Marlins? They have improved their bullpen. Do you think they will also add a bat? Uh, I think they're looking at potentially a rotation. And, uh, yeah, I think third base could be a place they could look at. Candelaria would fit. Segura really hasn't been good offensively or defensively. I know they've shown interest in the past in Glaber Torres, but I think positionally that's not a perfect fit. You'd have to move a rise to first base at that point. So I think I, I could see third base. I could see uh, I could see a starting pitcher. Uh, they, they're interesting and aggressive, and obviously they came up with Robertson, who's a great pitcher. Really, he was the best the best player the Mets had all year. Uh, so I think that was a good pickup. When it comes to the Angels, uh, you know, safe to say Shohei Otani is not going anywhere. It's something you've mentioned before. They have made a lot of other big moves, acquiring Lucas Giolito. They got C.J. Crone, uh, guys like that. I'm wondering how much they gave up for all of these moves in terms of this win-now approach. So if they don't get uh, to keep Shohei Otani for next season, how bad does it get for the Angels? Yeah, it would be rough. I mean, they think they have a shot. They're they're really playing this season to keep Otani. That's really their objective, even beyond making the playoffs. That's number one. And they feel they have a chance. I mean, I think other people thought it was very unlikely because now we're all just reading tea leaves or guessing and suggesting, you know, they haven't made the playoffs and he wants to win. He wanted to prove he was the best player in the world, which he's done. And now he wants to win, we assume. But – you hear, everything you hear, he's very comfortable. He likes the Angels. He likes ownership. They've let him do what he wants to do. Uh, supposedly likes that beach lifestyle, although I think he just basically stays in and practices baseball for the most part. So I'm not ruling it out. Look, Artie Moreno, the owner of the team, they, they, they may not have won much with him as the owner, but he did sign Mike Trout twice, once to a record deal. He did sign Pujol, C.J. Wilson, uh, Josh Hamilton, Rendon, Upton, I mean, he has signed a number of stars. They're all about stars, and this is the biggest star. So I'm not ruling that out. As far as if they don't get him, yeah, now that they've lost him, Giolito is a free agent, so he'll be gone. A grown free agent, he'll be gone. Richick, same thing. 
and uh, they did give up players. Uh, Kai Bush is a, a good pitching prospect. They give up the two and three uh, starter, two and three prospects for Giolito, a catcher uh, who's supposedly very good to the White Sox, uh, which the White Sox needed. And, um, you know, I mean, if they don't keep uh, Otani and they don't make the playoffs, uh, yeah, it's a ga- it was a big gamble, but I really can't blame him for taking it. He's all about keeping Otani, and I can't blame him for that either. Exactly. I couldn't agree with you more. Odyssey MLB insider John Heyman, thank you so much for your time. We appreciate it. All right. Thanks, guys. You bet. Real quick, Joe, the biggest takeaway from that conversation is that the Houston Astros, maybe they're a little bit more hamstrung making moves than we thought. Yes. He's frozen with anticipation there. This is BetQL Daily presented by BetMGM. Yeah, yeah, have fun with that. This is BetQL Daily presented by BetMGM. Coming up next, let's go or hell no, right here on the BetQL Network.